Hey everyone, just a word of warning at the top. There is a fair amount of swearing in this episode, and then we have a rather lengthy and ridiculous discussion about certain bodily functions. So if you're not into that, uh, you've been warned. Enjoy the episode. What's it called when you have like a fake? Is, is, is that Finsta. you? A burner? Finsta? Is that Finsta. what it is? Yeah, you're a burner is what I would call it, but then again, I think that, date, <laughs> I think that dates us horribly. I don't know. Kevin Durant had burner Twitter accounts. I think a burner and a finsta are different things, though. A finsta? What's a finsta? A we were finsta. we literally were just talking about this two seconds ago. I never got a definition of a finsta. Are we rolling, by the way? <laughs> we Is this the rolling. opening? Good. You're listening to Live from the News Dungeon, a nondoc.com podcast. Welcome to what is expected to be an exceptionally childish episode of Live from the News Dungeon, nondoc.com's signature podcast. I'm Trace Savage. Uh, Angela Jones is here. Hi. Being giggly <laughs> because we just had a ridiculous moment. We did. We'll probably have to explain it. Andrea Denhood, how are you? I'm good. Good. Bryce yeah. Holland is working the knobs, just twisting them and turning them. <laughs> that's that's where you say something. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. I'm twisting those knobs. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, the reason we're full of giggles, Kylie Hushbeck, our wonderful marketing intern, is sitting across the room, and she's gonna she's gonna actually have us go live today at two o'clock on Wednesday, September fifteenth. She's also going to explain social media to us. Right. She's trying. We're gonna go Instagram live uh, on live from the News Dungeon, which is never actually a live podcast because we we're not very good at this, and we have to stop and start, and we mess things Let's up all the time. Let's not sell ourselves short. Well, I just don't know you in in politics. Don't ruin the, the magic for everyone. I think low expectations <laughs> yeah. is the key to this yeah. website's success. Yeah. Uh, speaking of our success, if we manage to not smack our hands on the table today, mm-hmm. that will be like a first that Bryce doesn't have to a- angrily adjust his knobs <laughs> and and edit re-edit the podcast <laughs> after the fact. And so we've had such an issue with our guests hitting the table as they talk to punctuate their statements that the other day like on Monday, we rolled in for the Monday meeting and I said to Kylie, Hey, will you write a, a sign up just for the, put it on the table that says don't bang on the table. And so she being a precocious intern who just wanted to do her job, right? Literally wrote a note that just says, do not bang on table. And the literalist in me just immediately took it to my 12-year-old boy brain. And I'm reading it as Angela, which you didn't get. I didn't, I just got this, you guys. And now I can't stop giggling. I just I thought it was funny because it's so like politely written with this lovely handwriting and it's left justified and it's just so it doesn't even take up the whole paper. Well, it's see, a really I, unassuming. It's like a note. very polite. Yeah. I, and I just yeah. thought, oh, that's so kindly, that's so cute. And then people had to tell me like what bang means. <laughs> well, I, it does say something about the people here at the table because I'm with Trace. I immediately thought the same thing as well. <laughs> Like Andrea, did you? I was like, I feel like it needs more context. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's it's like in a in in black ink, and then I guess you thought it wasn't emphatic enough, or maybe it was too mean. So you, Kylie, then took the yellow outline of it and like delicately. Out, it's it's just an amazing. It's an amazing sign. Yeah. 
inconsistent. Even on- <laughs> oh, the yellow. She worked the yellow. There in. we go. She worked. Yes. The, she worked the yellow. And well, she unfortunately Kylie will have to join us on a ever. future episode. She's she's across the room, about ready to to market this this endeavor mm-hmm. that we that we for some reason pay Bryce to come up here and take time off work to to participate with us on. We also didn't prepare her for the close reading of her. Note. No. <laughs> that was for the moment. Well, I, I Live it, magic, I y'all. think it's funny that that's become apparently the subject of this podcast. Right. <laughs> Do not bang on table. You know, it reminds me of when I worked at the Norman Transcript. And it, the joke, I was there, I don't know, 2003 to, or 2007 or something. And the joke internally was that to get fired from the transcript, you had to get caught having sex on your desk twice. And that was the, oh. it, that was how and nobody ever you know got fired necessarily. Well, there was one guy, but but it you had people mm. getting caught once. At no, least? I just that was the that was the joke, Bryce. Oh, that, what do I it, like? Norm Macdonald over here. What do we have to do? Like at the transcript, once isn't bad enough to get you fired. You could you know we need you it bad to be enough. Real bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, we, we needed you bad enough. No, um, timely Norm Macdonald reference. Timely Norm Macdonald reference. He he passed away. Uh, also this week. Uh, Oklahoma City media lost a, a radio legend, Dave Kelso, um, who I had the pleasure of working with a little bit at the Gaylord College at OU. He, he oversaw the writing for mass media class for a few years. And uh, a lot of people really sad about that. He uh, lost a battle with a, a brain cancer, I believe it was. And um, yeah, that, that uh, was September 14th. So uh, Dave, thinking about you and if, if you, I, now I wish you taught me how to do like an audio medium well because you were excellent at it and here I am struggling, but uh, miss you, man. Okay, um, on that note, we have no topic for this podcast. That's really sort of the theme. Um, but I have a story. You do have a story. So speaking of picking on people's drawings. Right. Um, listen, so my boss, our editor-in-chief, Trey Savage. That's me. Did buy a book for my son one time. Um, at the time, I think he was five, maybe six. It's called I Need a New Butt, the classic, I Need a New Butt. Yeah. At one time, I could recite most of this in its entirety. I need a new butt. Mine's got a crack. I can see in the mirror a crack at the back is how it starts off, yeah. as most great books do. So my son loved this book. What, I'm glad. I just stumbled across it one day in my research for work. I don't uh-huh. know what I was doing. Uh-huh. And I was like, I think that young man, Lincoln, would like to have this book. Right? Yeah. And he be- does. And you were right. So then, flash so, so forward. So fast forward a year? Uh, maybe even months. Mere months, I would say. Okay. Um, you brought me another book. I did. I came to the office. I was cleaning up at my house. A friend had given me a couple years ago, a, a, she was moving. She'd given me a few books. And I'd peruse through them, but I got too much stuff. And I was like, you know, I need to maybe give this over here. Maybe I'll take my dad, this one. And I was like, ah, Angela has a child, and she would appreciate this book uh-huh. called... I Am Better Than Your Kids. Right. And it has a drawing on the front of it mm-hmm. of a fire truck. It does. And a big red F. It does have that, too. And so it sort of looks like a children's book, but for the fact that it's like 250 pages long, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So, go ahead. So, I received the book. I was like, okay, that's a book. It's got a kid's drawing on the front. It's going in my son's bookshelf. And so there it sat until just a few days ago when he 
pulled it out. Um, he has homework now these days. The homework mainly consists of book reports. So this one got pulled out. We're going to do a book report on this bad boy. Uh-oh. And he can read now, which I'm very happy about. Um, but here's what happens when your kids can read. Um, so he opens up the book and he's looking at these drawings and I will say, so the front's got the fire truck on it. And then that is really the first drawing. When you open it up, there's a fire truck. I think it's a lovely fire truck. I highly doubt I could do anything this nice. Um, there is some, there is a lot of, uh, what does look like black hair coming off of it in, in several areas, but I think that's more like action marks. Is this supposed to be like a child's drawing? Like what is, so this is a child's drawing by John, J-O-N-H-8. Um, the author of this book, Maddox, has uh, taken ch- kids' drawings and then just commented on them and graded them. <laughs> um, so this one, John Age 8, gets an F, and ding, ding, here comes the shitmobile, is what Maddox has to say about it. I've never seen a fire truck that needed to be shaved. I would rather be burned to death than be saved by this hairy piece of shit. So my son read that and was offended. Like he <laughs> felt like that was so mean and this is an awful book and where did this book come from and how dare this book with all these bad words and being mean to kids drawings be on his bookshelf and I was like, "Oh, I don't know. That's a book that Trace got for you." So then his wrath turned to Trace. Right. And he wanted to burn it, he wanted to rip it up, cut it up. Um and I was like, "You know, let me just review the book. Let me see what's going on with this book." And I'm reading and like having to stifle my chuckles because it is actually hilarious um but seven-year-olds don't think so it's offensive so hit us with one more example see that that's Um, because that that would have been like my favorite book when i was his age yeah (laughs) well i guess his his sense of humor is just not there yet i don't i don't know what to say well i i would dare say his sense of humor is probably more evolved (laughs) i doubt it me me at that age hearing dirty words i was like well this is clearly genius he has somewhere and not from me but he has somewhere probably from his grandparents uh you know gotten the message that they're like super wrong um, I'm more like oh. bad words are like can't and, you know, I, I can't and I never like to me, I'd rather him not say that. So he's like, you know, so can I say fuck? And I'm like, go for it. Is that going to feel good? He's like, fuck. Ah! Uh, so <laughs> then he doesn't say it again. I think he felt so bad. Um, but anyway, so he's got this like sort of moral compass about bad words that I can't seem to shake from, I don't know. As much as you try to get as your child to swear. As much as I try. Little, little yeah. did I know that this book was intended for him then. So one of my other favorites was um, some a child has drawn, Nathan, age five, has drawn a convertible car, a convertible car, I think is what he's going for. And uh, Maddox here gives it an F and says there are only two requirements to drawing a convertible car. One, that it's a car. Two, that it's a convertible. And you have failed to meet 50% of the requirements. <laughs> and then over here on the next page, Travis, Travis, age five, has drawn basically the exact same car. And Maddox says, wait, this looks familiar. F minus. Oh, yeah, maybe because I graded the exact same drawing one page ago, you fucking che- cheating piece of shit. Um, and then blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of stuff. Now you can add cheating to the list of things you suck at right after drawing and not pissing me off. So that's the general tone of the book. Speaking of, of the word bang, though, there is a kid uh, named Bang, age eight, and he drew some cool stuff that even the author of this book, uh, like a little boy riding on the back of a dragon, even the author of this book uh, couldn't find too much wrong with. So anyway, so there's that. Thanks for the book. That's all I'm saying. Well, that, that, seems, that seems to fall in this like category of books that have come out in the last few years of like books that seem like they're marketed to children, but they're actually really for they're adults. So not. Like there was the, the, um, the book I have here is that, uh, that go the fuck to sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the one, okay. 
which I fell down the rabbit hole a little bit. And there's apparently a series of those actually. Oh yeah, I think um, so. And the, like a lot of celebrities doing the, the audiobooks. For right. There was a Samuel yes. L. Jackson did a yes. reading of one of them, which is pretty funny. Um, but there was apparently go the fuck to sleep. Then there was, you have to fucking eat. <laughs> then there was, fuck, now there are two of you. <laughs> and I won't lie, they, they all sound well, pretty now, good to me. Can I ask, Angela, did did Lincoln forgive me? I haven't seen him since this debacle um, I think he's only checked in with me, I think, one time since this happened. And he just wanted to know, have I taken the book back to you? Have I talked to you about it? Mm-hmm. Have we discussed this? And I was like, no, that hasn't happened yet. And he was just like, okay, and kind of gave me the, like, you know, I've got eyes on you. Like, I'm going to check back mm-hmm. on this. Was he, like, what bothered him most? Was it that it was mean or, like, what? I think that it was mean. So I actually, the introduction, <laughs> uh, the introduction starts off with this. Um, it's a quote from someone else. It says, these are drawings of little six to eight-year-olds. Uh, of course they can't draw better than you. They're kids. What's your fucking problem? Anonymous hater. So that's the introduction of the book, and I think Lincoln wrote that. <laughs> um, that's very sweet that he's feeling, like, defensive of these yeah, kids. Yeah, he was like, that is so unkind. I think he that's was very his, nice. Yeah, he's a sensitive soul. Can I ask, does does he like the, uh, the I Need a New Butt? This is his favorite book. Yes. Okay. The I Need a New Butt, I need a new butt. by it's Don well, McMillan. Yes. Because I, I hate that book so much. Oh, really? So, well, I, I got to You know what I like about it? It's short. It is short. <laughs> and I think it's because I've had to read it so many times. I've uh-huh. got a four-year-old uh-huh. that we got her that book. But I discovered that that apparently that book is the first in a, in a, in a butt series, cinematic series universe <laughs> books starting with, so there's, I need a new butt. Then the next one is I broke my butt, which seems weird. Yeah, that's, that would come before needing. Why it. wouldn't uh-huh. it should be the prequel? That yeah. should be the first one, but that's the second one. And then the third one is um, my butt is so noisy. Oh, <laughs> but the thing is, relate. I've I've read them, and they're all the same book over and over again. And so, Miss, <laughs> I assume it's Miss Dawn McMillan mm-hmm. who wrote these books. I'm mm-hmm. like, I feel kind of grifted. Well, you know, she found a niche. And apparently it's working. She got into butt stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, on that note, um, I I really feel bad. I I, I want to make a public apology to, to young Mr. Lincoln. Um, Maybe you need to buy him the rest of the. Butt I think books it. I think it's Maybe. my fault. I mean, I, I I could just like you know. That's true. I thought pay you would attention enjoy to it. what I'm putting on his bookshelf. I hear right because when we're down here, and you're you know, I'm like, how's life as a single mom going? And you're just like. Ripping your hair out. Oh my God, let me tell you what he did. I'm gonna kill him and make a new one that looks exactly like him. He put all my makeup down the toilet, you know, Mm. kind of whatever it would be, right? And I think he would just put it on. Well, well, he doesn't need it. (laughs) He's He's artistic. He's got terrific skin. (laughs) He does. I mean, he does. Yeah, you know, wait for puberty, but. Uh, not puberty butt, but anyway. Um, but before we move on from butts entirely, I just want to okay. say my chair is really squeaky. Mine so is too. Noises I, that sound maybe, like farts. It's maybe my chair. My cha- maybe my chair is really squeaky. Needs to be the new. Maybe we could challenge Miss McMillan. There you go. We, really we, good could, one. we we need to get some WD forty in here. Uh, we could challenge Miss McMillan with our own series of books that are like making excuses about your butt. It's like, it's not my butt is noisy, my chair is noisy. Uh, so, wh- so what else has happened? Any other funny stories this week? I know, Andrea, you you made it out of out of town for a work assignment at the at the end of last week. I did. Uh, it was not uh, like a particularly joyful uh, topic at hand. <laughs> Where did you go? 
You are, are we talking about this now? Why well, we might as well. <laughs> Tell us Why not? everything. Um, I need to stop fidgeting because this chair. Can you just you stand up? Will you please chairs? stand up for the you rest of this podcast? I'm gonna get out of chair. That's a All right, you, you change. Do you want to lay on the couch? We'll keep Someone rolling. Say something funny. All right. Um, oh crap! I don't know. That was too much pressure. You never say that when you want people to say something funny. Um, I did well. Okay, we're, we were talking about butts. And we're talking about the word funny. Uh-huh. And I can't help but remember the time that I babysat for you while you went to church because you needed oh, yes. the Lord. You needed like an hour and a half. I think that was like a bogus parent meeting at the school that I didn't have no, to no, actually No, no, no. You went to, to a, you went to, oh, you, oh, this was a lie. You just needed like an hour and a half to drive around I and can't, smoke cigarettes. No, that probably, that would have been great. Let's do that right now. Um, uh, no, anyway, I don't remember what it was, but yeah, it was something. Yeah, I babysat something. for you for like. 90 minutes mm-hmm. or two hours or something like probably that. Probably didn't need the Lord. And and Lincoln was, he was a little younger at the time. He was mm-hmm. four. Mm-hmm. And Sounds right. we were playing. He forced you into Candyland. Candyland. Five rounds. Oh my gosh. Candyland mm-hmm. is shoots and ladders as yes. well. Yes. But before that, we were we were in his room playing uh, Hot Wheels, I think. Uh-huh. And like you do. something happened in my life where like I cannot easily get up and down off the ground I think it's just anymore. turning 30. Yeah. yeah. No, it's like yeah, I like used to spend all my time just like crawling around doing stuff and now trying to change like the air filter in my house. <laughs> like 20, 20 years old, later. <laughs> yeah, like 29-year-old trays can just like roll around on the floor yeah. but like 30-year-old trays right. is like, Ugh. I'm a cat, yeah. So I get down on the floor with him playing Hot Wheels. I'm going to apologize for the topic of this story ahead of time. And we're, we're like in his, and, and we're playing Hot Wheels and everything. And I feel um, the need to, as the kids say, pass gas. Right? Uh-huh. There is no child that is <laughs> passing gas. Well, so I, 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 I consider it, and we're like surrounded by cars and everything. And I'm just like. I don't want to get up and like walk out of the room and like pretend to get a drink of water and like <laughs> fart in a corner or something like that. It was like, I was like, this kid's four. Like he'll, this is fine. And so I said, uh, Hey Lincoln, um, is farting allowed in your room? And he, uh, didn't say anything. And so by that point I just pondering I, the question, right. Pondering the question. I like, I was like, well, I hope so. And just like, you know, there it goes. And, um, fart detected. Maintain safe distance. Repeat. Fart detected. So, are we going to explain what just happened? <laughs> yeah. I, I would like you to describe this little device that you felt the need to go get. So, so you ask my son for permission to fart in his room. He right. does not give you permission. But it's you, too late at this point. You fart. It's too late. <laughs> Just in case you didn't hear it the first time. There's other versions. Anyway. So, so the, the questions that arise knowing that a... 36-year-old man has this has a, fart, has a fart detector in our office. In, in My father life. gave it to me for Christmas. <laughs> yes. That is quite the relationship. It's, a mature, it's a mature gift. So so anyway, the gas is passed. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there 
I'm expecting like a giggle or a smile or or even just like some emotion. Another response. fart in solidarity. And he is just staring at the floor like he has seen <laughs> oh, a ghost. Holy <laughs> God. And he's just like he's playing sensitive. with the Hot Wheels, ignoring it. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, do, are, do you not find farts funny? <laughs> And he's just like silent, just like not acknowledging. Oh, no. I was like, "You don't find farts funny." And I was like, "I'm sorry. I thought I just assumed." He's like, "You're four years old. You're a four year old boy." Like, it's 2021, Trace. I know. I, so, boy, so how you boy came, things have changed. <laughs> I know, right? So you come home like 30 minutes later, and and now now he's punishing me with Candyland, uh-huh. which just no, actually shoots and ladders, which and you, just and, doesn't end. You can't. Fucking win that game, and it's y'all just, were in the. Oh, I know it's, it's an unwinnable life. game. I've it's, lived that life, and then I like that y'all were in the living room at that point, right? Not we in moved the moved out, <laughs> right? So, so, but hold on. So there's okay. more. So, so I, you you come home, and I I explained this. I was like, I was like, I I don't think uh, I I learned something about Lincoln today. He doesn't think farts are funny, and you were like, you don't think farts are funny, and he's now like blushing because now oh, his mother is I asking know. him whether he thinks farts are funny. But there's good news. This the story has a happy ending, which is that like within a year, yes, he thought it's just me and him at home. So burps and farts are really just happening constantly from both <laughs> directions. We're just passing them back and forth, and it's it's a hilarious. Yeah, he's learned funny. to appreciate. It's funny, almost. But you know, it, now to the too much. Um, yeah, now he does a thing where like he'll fart and then like throw it in my face. Oh, it's, no. it's a bit much. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's and reached that. He's like discovered how to burp just on his own. He can't whistle and he's upset about that, but he can like make himself burp. So he's <laughs> That's doing, pretty tragic. Yeah, so now he just like speaks in burp sometimes, <laughs> and you know, like, it's oh, like yeah. sometimes if you're in a good mood, it's funny, and then if you're not, it's just like put it away. I was gonna say if if he still was not finding farts funny, then we would have a new thing to talk. You, you know, you hear the people complain about you know like millennials how they're soft compared to their generation. <laughs> I would say, look at where it's progressed to. I know <laughs> the their, extreme their, sensitivity. Their kids are not finding farts funny. <laughs> What's next? Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. I, Society I, will collapse. I believe that is I believe that is true. Okay, so we 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 interrupted your serious tale. Oh wait, do I have to talk about my thing now? That We've been talking for, about butts not, and farts for forty minutes. I completely forgot that you started with the story. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna you know we're gonna cancel the story that Andrea was gonna tell. We're just gonna stay on the fart train. Is there a fart in your story? Yeah. Do you have any funny fart mm. stories? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of any, honestly. <laughs> what is happening? Okay, so we're actually calling in backups because this podcast is is going so poorly. good. We, Kylie uh, has just messaged us and let us know that she has a story about a fart. And so, Kylie Hushbeck, welcome to the podcast. Make your debut. Yeah, thank you so much for that introduction, Trace. I'm really <laughs> glad to be on here uh, to talk about farting. Kylie's a natural. <laughs> But I, it, so an actual fart was not involved, but it was a fart joke and it ended me up in the ER on a Friday night. Yes. You you ended so, up in the emergency department because of a fart joke. Yes. Go on. Um. So I got to my dad's house on the weekend, was really excited. I was like maybe 10 uh, to tell him that the fart joke my best friend had told me at school that day. Uh-huh. 
And it involves you like kicking your knee and like making a fart sound. I think you have to send um, the joke. Well, it's a physical, it's like um, we, physical I don't know comedy. We, we can't send her to so. the emergency room again. Yeah. <laughs> She's got to go Instagram so. live here in a few minutes. Yeah. So I go and I kick my leg out and I make like the fart noise. Make it. Uh, I went or whatever, yes. you know. Yes. I'm sure it was better because I was 10 and more that was, experienced That was pretty it. good. Yeah. That was good. And when my foot goes down on this joke, it lands on my brother's petrified wood collection. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Uh, and yeah, he collected petrified wood. That's so such a that's, cool thing to collect. Yeah, it is. It, it, and, and that didn't feel good on your foot. No, it sliced between my toes <gasps> so deep that I had to go get stitches that night. Uh, but I didn't realize it at first because it had gone like so deep. And so I was just like tracing blood throughout Ooh. my house. Oh, and my dad was no. like, um, I think we need to go somewhere. Oh my gosh. And so then we, the only thing open at that point was the ER. ER. And so a fart joke yeah. landed me in the ER. Yes. And then I had to have my foot stitched and wrapped and everything. And my teachers were all like, what happened? And I was like, a fart joke. Um, <laughs> that, I tripped. <laughs> well, a fart joke. Well, there, <laughs> there we go. Okay. Uh, well, we're glad you're, you're well um, and your foot is healed. But was and the joke funny? No, probably not. Can't. How funny could <laughs> it, was, it be? Yeah. It was a 10-year-old. It was a 10-year-old right. fart joke. I mean, I but believe at least oh, like we, You have yeah. high standards. I, clearly. <laughs> the man who just had a fart toy a that fart he kept machine. pressing yeah. the it's button on over and over. literally a fart machine. It's, a, it's, a, it's like a um, traffic uh, Like a guardrail yeah, 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 with a, with a big uh, orange reflector on it that says farts and like I said I, my father got me that for Christmas one year thanks dad and it's been in the office ever since and uh, yeah that's that's about the gist of it um, do we have a historical nugget do we have a fart nugget for us uh, you know we, we did, I, I believe we had one but we've gone so far off the rails now I think we needed to kind of course correct and I actually have found some fart facts that uh, okay. yes. I think might be of interest uh, one of them I just found is um, uh, the the record, uh, according to Guinness, of okay. the longest fart ever recorded. Oh, wow. Um, I don't have the year that this took place, but it was by one Mr. Bernard Clemens. He apparently had uh, a recorded fart that lasted for two minutes and 42 <gasps> seconds. What? Bernie? <laughs> what did you eat? Do we mean like audio recorded or just recorded for history? Well, I mean, if it was in Guinness, that's that's fairly... Recent, I, I imagine it probably would have been audio recorded. I, to be honest, I actually don't know here. Let's, uh, let's but, not. But I, I, I would have to believe it would have been can recorded. We, yeah, can day. we do we have just, access to this recording? Just splice it in. Yeah. We'll, we'll, see <laughs> we can, we'll see if we can find it. I do think the process to get in the Guinness Book of World Records, though, you have to have Guinness officials there. Yeah. So he was like planning this. So, so clearly... Someone witnessed it. Wow. There was clearly witnesses to this right. event. That's so, talent. Um, the other one is the story of uh, Mr. Joseph Pujol. Okay. Oh no! Um, what? Really? Yeah, it's kind of kind of a, a great name, With right? With an S on it's the end, a, like Albert Pujols, but it, it doesn't have but an S no on the end. S. Yes, it's just P U J O L. Um, so uh, this is back in the uh, the late 1800s. Uh-huh. Uh, Joseph Pujol was an extra <laughs> was an extraordinary person with the special ability to inhale air through his rectum and oh. then expel it. 
Now, a turtle. He discovered his talent when what? swimming. <laughs> Wait a second, like a turtle. I don't know if that's true. I've never seen things hey, that hey, turtles hey, can also breathe is, through their rectum. This is <laughs> serious. <laughs> can we please get back to my story? This is so, hard hitting computer uh, journalism. He, he discovered his talent when swimming near his home on the Cote d'Azur, according to Retro Magazine. Uh, when swimming, he discovered that he could inhale the water with his sphincter. An article at Atlas Obscura explains, quote, at first, Pujol used his talent to shoot water incredible distances, as far as five meters by the time he was an adult. What? But he soon discovered that he could take in air and release it how he wanted. After a career in the army, he began performing <laughs> at local music halls with the stage name Le Petoman, Fart Maniac. <laughs> He became famous. <laughs> he became famous and sang the popular French songs La Marseillaise and Au Claire de Lune by farting. Uh -huh. In 1892, wow. Joseph Pujol became famous because of his fart ability and held shows at the Moulin Rouge. He could even use his farts to play the flute, blow yeah. out candles, and impress the audience with other entertaining fart activities. Um, Dang. Great. Okay. Wow. Um, Joseph Pujol. Good job, Mr. Pujol. Okay, well, that's mm. the last time we put Bryce in charge of <laughs> the historical nugget. I think he really nailed it, honestly. <laughs> Kylie, you had... Oh, I just confirmed that painted turtles do breathe out of their butts. That's not Geo, so... Interesting. Well, now, while, <laughs> while I had more time to think about our topic du jour, um, Andrea, we recently went to... A, like a bizarre lunch where there was a, oh, yeah. like the beef council, I uh -huh. think, which thank you guys. They gave us, they, they, what do you think if the beef council was going to have a PR event where they gave you, they fed you lunch, what do you think they would feed you? Steak. Steak. Hamburgers. Tacos is what, <laughs> which is what? fine. Interesting. Beef tacos. Beef tacos. Okay. Beef tacos. Beef tacos. I, I figured hamburgers just because it's cheaper than steak. And Easily. if you're feeding a bunch of people, hamburgers seemed totally makes sense. I was just thinking, yeah, if you're the beef council, you really want to like showcase how amazing yes. it is. Yes. So I definitely have like a T-bone steak in my mind when we went into I this. I know, yes. right? So it's it's us and David Dishman from the Oklahoman. I think we were the only three journalists, right? Yeah, anyway, so it was a pretty interesting presentation about different things. And, and there was discussion about the sustainability of the industry and, um, you know, questions about the carbon footprint of the beef industry, right? And, you know, the thing everybody has heard is that cows expel a lot of methane gas. And so they had this like video and these slides and they showed it up there. And somehow the woman who was presenting told us that she had to go back to the, the graphics company and tell them to move the squiggly lines from the rear of the cow to the front of the cow because quote, it's actually burps, not farts that Cause the methane Ca uh, production, right? So yeah, sounds I like learned. an appetizing lunch. It was, it was so, great. Now, uh, from from a from a, I'm I'm trying to understand why that differentiation it's needs, only needs to be explained. To like, what is what is the functional difference between a fart and a burp? I think she was just talking about precision in clip art. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she just what? Yeah, yeah she the wanted functional her graphics difference package. Between Oh, I, I thought it was like one of these things where it's like, well, if it's a fart, that's just beyond the pale. Uh -huh. We've got to do something about this. But if it's burps, it's really not that bad. No. Although I feel like if you're like an industry rep, you do everything to make it sound like better. You know, so it's like burps are like slightly more, you know, palatable, mm -hmm. if you will, uh, than farts. 
what not do you that, mean? Not that I'm saying it's not I, I concede like, that point. I can see how you might <laughs> want to promote the fact <laughs> will, that it's I not farts. I will, I will concede yeah. that point. Because you don't want to be associated with farts. You know? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I understand. I, I feel like, unfortunately, the five of us are going to be associated with farts. We are associated with farts. With farts. Yeah. yeah. Bryce, how long have we been going on this podcast? Oh, yeah. We've been going for, um, like... 35 minutes. Well, do we dare read pod nods? I mean, I need to get some pod nods in. So can we just do like a, like a toilet flush or do like some kind of segue music that makes everyone forget about what we've been talking about? That would be good. I, I one time, this speaking of the relationship I had with my father, have with my father. When I was a kid, I purchased him a Christmas gift that was a piggy bank, but it was a toilet and you would put the coins in the toilet and then you would flush the handle and the thing would go down and the bank was in the bottom of the toilet and it would make a flushing sound. You're a good son. I thank you. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. How come you haven't gotten that for Lincoln? Well, we need, I, I don't know, because <laughs> they don't have a KB Toys at Sooner Fashion oh, Mall Oh, Sooner Fashion Mall. I know. I okay. want an Orange Julius immediately. Immediately. Okay. Uh, here we go. Pod nods. Dale and Rosie Jacobs, Joe Neely, Laura Pons, James Young. Thank you guys so much for donating to Nondoc. If you would like to donate because you are inspired by <laughs> this content. the transparency of this podcast, you can go to our website, Black Bar at the Top. It says donate. Um, I also want to take a minute, though, to shout out to some sponsors. Um, we have a lot of great sponsors, and we want to say thank you to the Oklahoma State Medical Association, OPSRC, Oklahoma Public School Resource Center. Uh, PSO and AEP, that's a power and energy company. MMR, McSpadden, Milner, and Robinson, they uh, sponsor the history, our history of the legislator uh, page. Legislature. Les- yeah, that came out weird. Sorry. Yeah, Thank you. Happens. Yeah. And then also Hillary Communications, and they make it possible for our articles to be reprinted in print publications. And so if you'd like some more details on that, please visit our site. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Okay. And is the... Um, we're writing for that Vino grant, right? We should. Okay, good. Okay. Um, so this has been a fascinating uh, episode. Um, do we have Do we have any um, more uh, questions, topics, or anything like that? No, I think we've aired it all out. I am all set. <laughs> That's pretty good. I actually have one more question. Oh, uh, one thing I almost forgot. Okay, so as you heard that drop, our final question is always punctuated with the famous TV detective Columbo. Love him. Saying he has just one more thing, right? Mm-hmm. So the other day, uh, September 12th, Jimmy Trammell of the Tulsa World published an article uh, titled Mystery Solved, Why is a Columbo Statue in the Yard of a Tulsa Home? Hmm. And it says, from the Department of Just One More Thing, from 1968 through 2003, Columbo solved every mystery he encountered, which it's wild to me to think that that show ran till 2003 i'm well it, it did specials at the very end uh, it's oh. where I, i've actually gotten in a big rewatch now i've i've got the peacock streaming service oh you're you've been watching Columbo. i've been watching Columbo it's and the so rockford good. files okay and, well the, all right now you're all right here we go okay. that's i've been i've been watching the rockford files also okay okay uh here's another mystery why is there a wooden sculpture of Columbo in the front yard of a home on at east 57th street and south kingston avenue let's find out the old-fashioned way the Columbo way, really. Roll up in a car, walk to the door, ring the doorbell. Mind if I ask a few questions? Bobby Woolslayer, the homeowner with Columbo in his yard, shared his business card while chatting. And now all this makes perfect sense. 
He's a private investigator who was raised during a golden era for television detectives. Quote, when I was growing up in the 60s and 70s, the most popular characters on TV were private investigators, detectives in general, but private investigators really seemed popular for about 20 years. Okay, so the rest of the article goes on. We'll link it in the comments. But it left me with our final, a good idea for our final question. Mm-hmm. Is that if you had to have or were given, you had the opportunity to have, mm-hmm. a statue of a television or movie detective oh. in your front yard, mm. who would you pick? Wait, this is, is this like a bronze statue? Like, what is this statue? This is a, it, I think it's carved out of an old tree. It's beautiful. It's oh, wow, good. it's really nice. I don't know if... His explanation makes it all make perfect sense, but... Right. Well, <laughs> yeah. I d- well I'm, I'm sure there's more to the article. There's eight photos here, actually, so there's also... Yeah, I, I have a lot more questions about that. Right. So Peter Falk is just here in, in petrified wood format in your front yard. Mm-hmm. Who are you picking? If mm. you have to pick a detective, who are you picking, Bryce? Oh, easy. For me, it would be Lou Archer. Well, technically no. har- technically Harper in the movies, but I like the books. Wait, I'm a Ross big, McDonald. I'm a big Ross, Ross McDonald fan. I'm yeah. a huge Ross McDonald Lou, fan. I'm, Lou, re- I'm reading some Ross McDonald I, I, right I've now. Been read- I'm reading a bunch of those right now. I'm a big fan of those. But technically, when they made the movies, he was Harper. He yeah, wasn't. He wasn't. Which, uh, Can I ask but, a stupid question, which is I have no idea what... I think movies Rob, and okay, TV okay. You're so, so <laughs> I, I'm, sure, I'm sure you've heard of uh, Raymond Chandler. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so Raymond Chandler, uh, oh, Dashiell Hammett, they created Dashiell Hammett created Sam Spade, who was mm-hmm. Humphrey Bogart in the Maltese Falcon, and then Raymond Chandler uh, wrote a, a number of books with Philip Marlowe, his detective, played by a ton of different people in a bunch of different movies. I know he's played by Robert Mitchum, um, Humphrey, Humphrey, Humphrey Bogart, Bogart uh, James Elliot, Garner, James Garner, Elliot Gould. A lot of people played Philip Marlowe. Oh, Philip, like the Big Sleep classic. Yes, a lot, lot of people played Philip Marlowe. But um, then Ross McDonald created in the very late 40s, uh, his character, Lou Archer, who was a private eye in Los Angeles. And he was in a, a ton of books running from like the 40s through the very late 70s. Um, and uh, he's not as well known as the other ones, but he's he was just, he was a private eye character that was just in a ton of books. And they made uh, some movies out of him, but it was weird because every time they made a movie, they didn't name him Archer. Hmm. He, was, he became, uh, he was played by Paul Newman first in Harper, Hmm. Um, which, so, you, so you're getting Paul Newman as Lou Archer in your front yard. That's what you're going with. Yeah, if I have to pick, I, I probably because I mean he does have a good look for pretty for good. Archer, but he's a very good he, looking man. Yeah, he's good. He's a good looking man. <laughs> okay, absolutely. Anybody? Yeah, be, that's my choice. Anybody else? Andrea, um, I think I'd go with Hercule Poirot. Oh, uh, the Agatha Christie, which which Poirot? The one played by David Suchet. Okay. Now, is that the who's guy the best with the little Poirot? mustache? Well, yeah, I, the little I don't think he's the best Poirot, but he was who's really good. Who's your best Poirot? Albert Finney. Murder on the Orient Express. Mm. I think, I think <laughs> David Suchet <laughs> is just <laughs> definitive. Bryce is in his zone right now. Albert Finney. <laughs> Albert Finney. Murder on the Orient Express. I, th- I think the, the, the David Suchet version is just like, is a Hercule Poirot in my mind. Well, um, you're allowed to be wrong. Okay. okay. Right. Now you've got a lot of options. All right, here. now tell them why they're wrong. Yeah. Oh, he will. Now, Angela, you've got a lot of options here. You could go with like. Uh, I mean, I grew up watching all this stuff. I uh, pro, pro, I can't say it though. Poirot. Poirot. Okay, but Remington Steele, Columbo was obviously my favorite, as he should be. But I'm I'm gonna do Inspector Gadget. Ooh. Inspector Gadget. So the tree. So the statue can just like. Shoot out and knock over the mailman. <laughs> yes, it can. You uh, you might 
win this round. That's not, that's not bad. I was thinking. I wouldn't have thought of that. And I was thinking good. you might have been like, you know, I, I, Jessica uh, Fletcher. Fletcher. Thank yeah. you very much. Uh, you know, it's weird. How, I did not. I did not realize how much I oh, knew about yeah. TV and movie detectives. <laughs> it's, I'm kind of surprising myself how much knowledge I'm. Oh, yeah. I'm pulling out. Wow, now. Bryce. Surprising Bryce is well, huge. Well, now I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. You mentioned it earlier, but my absolute favorite TV detective was Jim Rockford. Yeah, it's pretty good. Now, do you know what Jim? Now, Jim Rockford of the Rockford File, yes. played by James Garner, yes, mm-hmm. who grew up in Norman, Oklahoma. His real name was, oh man, I James Bumgarner. That yeah. the Bumgarner okay. family. Yeah. It all comes right? full circle. Bums. <laughs> yeah, there we go. We we kept we stayed uh, on it's target. So we, apropos. We on so my and I have a I have photos in 1979. I think it was my father and James Garner participated in a stagecoach and like gun mock gunfight. My dad used to do mock gunfights at OU <laughs> as part of his like OU history, Oklahoma history class. And he'd come in and he, this is like, you know, pre Murrah bombing when you could just like waltz into a college classroom for educational purposes, like pull out With some pistols fake, fake and fire blanks yeah. into your graduate teaching assistant and have him like fall over and, you know, die, right? It was a simpler time. It was a simpler time. (laughs) Oh my goodness. And so he, so my dad was sort of known for doing that. And I think that Norma Chamber of Commerce had, they were doing, it wasn't the 89, it wasn't 1989, I don't think. I think it was 1979. And I think Garner was filming the Rockford Files at the time he'd done that. He, and so he, but he, because he was known for Maverick. And I think it's a yeah, shame that I they, have Ma- they have the Maverick, they have the Maverick statue, statue downtown. And I, it, and should I, be it should Jim be a Rockford. Jim Rockford. Because set. the thing about Jim Rockford... Way more iconic. It's so great is that he's sort of just always getting beaten up by a always. bunch of people. He No one ever pays him. Oh, he, he, he's, he's, he's always getting like the girl. Oh, he, he always gets the lady. Every episode he gets he a new lady. Paid that, dude, oh, gosh, yeah, no. that dude got Sorry. around. Right. Um, uh, but he... Yeah. But... And like Beth Davenport, his lawyer... Oh, yeah. Who, who was just like you know, kind of in love on again, off again with him. But then she, just some random other lady would like come in and be like, I need help. My husband's, you know, yeah. and it, but anyway, Rockford was always, he lived in a trailer on the beach. On the beach. And his father, Rocky would be, you know, Rocky. but the best character in the show, who's the best character in the show? Well, it's I'm, Angel. It's Angel Martin. Yeah, it yeah. Stuart Stuart Margolin. Oh my yeah. God, it's it's the funniest thing. We'll 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 post. It. But Stuart uh, uh, Stuart Margolin's character is the best. Jimmy, old buddy, buddy, it's Angel. You know how they allow you one phone call? Well, this is it. Anyway, my dad and Jim and James Garner end up doing this like, uh, you know, mock gunfight scene. I think they rode on a stagecoach down. Uh, Main Street or something and wound up at the Lloyd Noble Center or, or something <laughs> of that nature. And they they come out and, and there's this moment where a guy is supposed to draw on a guy and, and fire and they've set up like cardboard. If you ever need to like fake a fall, you just set up like a bunch of cardboard boxes like at the bottom of the stage, like cover them with a little sheet or something like that. And then if you fall off the stage and onto the boxes, like it won't hurt, you know, very much, right? <laughs> So they've got this all set up and Very it gets much. to James Garner's like got my dad's shotgun and he's supposed to fire and he hadn't done a Western in so long that he'd forgotten to cock it. So he like goes and he like pulls the trigger and the guy goes, 
stage and there was no you know he didn't fire and anyway the whole thing is but I but I have photos of that so you know James Garner always had this sort of like oh he's from Norman oh yeah you know and he had that awesome car in the oh, Rockford Files oh that yeah yeah which it, it actually changed every year but it was a Firebird, right? No, yeah, I think it was a Firebird. Firebird, yeah. My grandmother just casually one day when I'm in my 20s was like, "Oh yeah, I had that that car just like that," and but I I sold it when you were like eight, and I was just like, <laughs> "How dare you? Why would you not? You couldn't give me that. I could be an entirely different person right now if I'd had that car, <laughs> oh, no. as opposed to the oil pan 1998 Toyota Camry." <laughs> Ruin Trace's life. Anyway, so I would have Jim Rockford. Jim Rockford. Statue. Jim Rockford's a, a it would be my second choice after after Archer. Because and what yeah. and the one of the great things about him is he would all, you know what his alias was when he would go around and tell people. It's Jim Taggart from Bartles Park, Park City, Oklahoma. You oh, know, and he yeah. would he would yeah, Mr. Taggart, and he'd always pretend to be somebody else. I'm from the county assessor's office, and we're trying to find these records here. Somebody, uh, my Darlene, my neighbor's uh, uh, sister. Her dog got loose and came over and ate up the files that were on my clipboard. I shouldn't have left the car window down, but it did. So I had to come back over here. My friend Jimmy was here the other day, but now I'm here. And so he just his, go on his and aliases on. Was, were, were oh, good. Oh, it was so good. He was, yeah. It was so good. So <laughs> that would be my deep cuts, y'all. Deep, deep, deep cuts. cuts. Okay. Um, I think so, so we went full circle. Let's mm-hmm. see. We started talking about children's, children's literature. Children's mm-hmm. literature. Uh, inappropriate children's inappropriate. Yeah. somehow well, got off the rails and had an extended talk about farts uh-huh. yes. and ended on the greatness of Jim Garner. What I want to James say Garner, to yeah. the audience, though, is this is a typical day in the news dungeon. So welcome that's, that's to the it. news dungeon. So if you like what you heard or you want to hear all the other episodes. <laughs> or you uh, want to write us a letter follow to us. saying never do this again. Right. Live from the news dungeon. Live from the news dungeon. It's available mm-hmm. on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Everywhere. Spotify. What else, Bryce? Uh, Google Podcasts. Google Pods. Um, Pocket casts, Podbean, Podbean, possibly yeah. our Facebook page. Who knows? Yeah, well, but I don't know anything about that. That's follow us weird. at Nondoc Media on Twitter, Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram. Give us five stars. Review. Suggest other topics for us so that we don't do this again. <laughs> okay. Au revoir. Bye. Live from the News Dungeon is a Nondoc.com production, produced and edited by Bryce Holland. 